Welcome to the Adoption and Foster Care Journey, a podcast to encourage, educate, and equip you to care for children and youth through adoption, foster, and kinship care. Hosted by an adoptive mom with over 22 years of kinship and adoptive parenting experience, she's on this journey with you. Please welcome Sandra Flack. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. That is Ephesians 1 verses 3 through 5, some of my favorite voice verses not voices, verses. Um, And I share a lot about that verse in my book. And I'm so excited to be here with you for another National Adoption Month episode. Um, But before we get to um, my conversation today, um, check out these amazing resources that we have for you. Natalie Vecchione of the FASD Hope Podcast and Sandra Flack of the Adoption and Foster Care Journey Podcast would like to invite you to join their Hope for the FASD Journey, a virtual support community for parents and caregivers raising individuals with an FASD, diagnosed or not. This faith-based community includes an online bi-monthly support group, a monthly VIP conversation, and a private Facebook group which includes a video devotional from Natalie and Sandra every Saturday. To register, visit justicefororphansny.org forward slash training forward slash F-A-S-D. In addition to our online support group, which I hope you really pray about and consider joining because um, everybody in the group always reports that it's exactly what they need. They're so grateful for the group or a group of parents, um, mostly moms, but we do have a dad or two that that join us on occasion and um, we need each other. And we're going to be talking a little bit about that today because this is sort of our National Adoption Month Friendsgiving episode. Um, Just me, I have some things on my heart to share with you. Um, But I just wanted to let you know about some upcoming resources. Like I said, in addition to our support group, I have a couple of online FASD workshops on the calendar. There is a three hour online workshop on Wednesday night, November 29th at 7pm Eastern time. Uh, And then if you're maybe not quite ready for a three-hour dive into FASD, maybe you just want an intro, um, a one-hour, it ends up being a little over an hour because I stay on and answer questions, but maybe not for you, maybe for um, your child's caregiver, babysitter, school teacher, grandparent, neighbor, bus driver, youth group leader, whoever's interacting with your child. If you know your child was prenatally exposed to alcohol, if you have a diagnosis of an FASD um, or not for your kiddo, but you would really like someone in your um, child's world to to be better equipped uh, to interact with them, that one hour intro um, is a great a great way to begin to um, educate them on FASD. That is coming up. We're calling it a lunch and learn because it is Wednesday, December 13th at noon Eastern time. 
I can't believe I'm saying December. It's already that time of the year. So we explore the symptoms, the primary symptoms, secondary, and even some tertiary on FASD. We begin to just scratch the surface on the neurobehavioral model and um, begin to equip um, attendees with some tools and skills to be able to accommodate and support an individual who was prenatally exposed. So I hope you'll check that out. Um, there's a link in the show notes to our website, or you can just go to justicefororphansny.org and click on training. You'll see the FASD drop-down box and you can register um, and check out all of the resources we have. Also, before I begin, I would ask if you would, I would be extremely blessed if you would subscribe or follow this podcast wherever you're listening. We are also now offering the video version of the podcast so that you can find that on YouTube. Justice for Orphans has a YouTube channel, um, but also the podcast platforms that also offer video um, such as Podbean and some others. We are on video there as well. So like and follow, subscribe, all of those things. We greatly appreciate it. It, it makes the podcast more accessible to uh, people who are searching and looking for a podcast for adoptive and foster parents. And we know that this is a vital resource and we want everybody to be able to know about it. So here we are. We are towards the end of November, um, Thanksgiving, um, Friendsgiving, sometimes we say. Um, that is, gosh, friendship is so important. And I'm reminded about that more and more lately on this journey. Um, like I said, it's National Adoption Month. I always get super sentimental this time of year. Our first international adoption, we brought home three children, three siblings from Ukraine. And we traveled right after Thanksgiving in 2006. And I arrived home with the, our three kids um, January 7th of 2007. So it was six weeks that I was in Ukraine for that adoption. Uh, so this time of year always makes me feel like we're we're getting ready to travel, like we're getting ready to go get our kids. Uh, and then uh, three years after that, we traveled again to adopt the youngest sibling. So we brought home sibling number four, and we traveled in October of 2010, and we came home with him on Thanksgiving Day. 2010. So 13 years ago is when our Slava came home and I can't believe it. Um, and like I said, I always get sentimental, especially on Thanksgiving, because we just, if you've ever been in that international adoption place space where you're there for weeks and you just want to go home with your kids. And we were in Ukraine for our first adoption through Christmas, missed Christmas here in the States with our biological kids and our extended family. That was really hard. Um, and then when we traveled for our the last one in 2010, um, we knew Thanksgiving, we could possibly miss another major holiday with our family, but um, the Lord worked it out and we actually arrived home. Our plane landed around 6 p.m., on Thanksgiving day. And my mom, bless her heart. She was, we, she's passed now, but my mom came to my house that day and cooked an entire Thanksgiving dinner with everything down to the, down to the pumpkin pie, the stuffing, 
all of it. My mom was an amazing cook. I learned to cook from her. I have her, you know, it's not really secret, but I have her um, stuffing recipe and uh, she taught me how to make her dressing, you know, but um, she came and made the whole thing, had dinner. Her and my dad had dinner with our kids that were here um, because there were seven kids here and a daughter-in-law. So they all had dinner here, cleaned up dinner, um, ran to get us at the airport when we landed. And then when we got home to our house, she set out all of the fixings from dinner and my husband and I got to enjoy Thanksgiving dinner. Um, And it was, it tasted better than any Thanksgiving dinner ever, I think, because we had spent a whole month in Ukraine away from, you know, the comforts of home and, and the foods, our favorite foods from home. So that we just savored that meal. Um, Slava, we introduced him to like mashed potatoes and gravy and turkey, and he wasn't really impressed with that. I tell that story actually in my book. And if you haven't um, read my book, it's Orphans No More, A Journey Back to the Father. And I share the story in there about how all of our kids came home um, to us and and what led us to adopt and how our first um, adoptee came into our family. She was um, our daughter, Melissa, who's now 34, was a um, kinship. She came, she was a relative. Um, We got custody of her and eventually we did adopt her. Um, And we didn't have any aspirations to become adoptive or foster parents was not on our radar. We had three biological kids, two boys and a girl. We were good, right? We were good. But when we knew this little girl, she was eight at the time, needed a family. um, We said, well, of course, right? Orphans and widows, this is what we do. Um, So we said yes to her, eventually adopted her. And the Lord just transformed our hearts. And when he he called us to adopt internationally. We are we put our yes on the table. I tell all of that story from getting our kids and that whole journey and then what life was like afterwards in my book. Um, but this this time of the year, like I said, makes me very sentimental because this was the time of the year we were either traveling to or coming home um, from Ukraine for those adoptions. And our lives have never been the same. You know, little did we know that those amazing kids would change everything. Um, at the time, we knew nothing about trauma or prenatal exposure, FASD. We didn't know anything about any of that when we traveled. We used an adoption agency in another state. Um, so we read books about attachment and and um, and like that, but really had no idea what we were getting into. Um, had no idea that adopting our kids would... Um, open the door for me to start speaking and talking and telling our story because our church wanted to know our story and then other churches wanted to know. And then I got asked to be on Christian radio to tell our story. And one thing led to another. And um, after a couple of years, we established Justice for Orphans initially as an advocacy um, organization where we could talk about and, and, and really speak to the church about the importance of adoption and foster care and the need for good families for kids. So had no idea any of that would happen um, or that eventually that would even lead to us bringing Care Portal to New York State. Um, We just launched, JFO just launched our eighth county that we manage the Care Portal in. And we've served along with our partnership with about, um, we're up to almost 80 churches now. 
We've served almost 5,000 children in crisis throughout the region, effectively keeping many of them out of foster care, stabilizing biological families, helping make foster or kinship placements, helping with reunification. So many things our organization does. Um, plus, we have this podcast for you. Um, and then I went on, as you many of you know, if you're a regular listener, um, went on to become a certified facilitator of the FACETS Neurobehavioral Model so I could support and encourage and equip um, adoptive and foster parents who are raising children who with an FASD, fetal alcohol spectrum disorder, um, have our workshops, have our support group now. So just doing so many things and none of it would have happened had had we not said yes to the Lord's calling to adopt our children and then the next yes to uh, speak about it, to testify about it, to um, get that training on FASD to, um, even, even this podcast, I don't know if, if you all know about this, but this podcast started, um, I had been a guest on a local Christian talk radio station a couple of times, um, terrified, especially the first time because they wanted to interview me and hear in, in our story. And it was live radio. I was the only guest and I was terrified. Um, but I did it and I survived. And then they had me on again a few months later. And then they approached me with something along the lines of, hey, we think you should have your own radio show where you talk about this adoption and foster care stuff uh, every week on the radio. And we had just established JFO and our mission was to rally the church for the cause of the fatherless. And as much as we thought that was an insane idea to be on the radio, I knew nothing about a, having a radio show. I was a stay-at-home homeschooling mom with eight kids, and that was just crazy, but knew enough to know the Lord is opening this door. Our mission is to rally the church. What better way to do that than Christian radio? So with fear and trepidation, we said yes and started um, the radio show. And back then it was called Orphans No More. And because we are no longer orphans and we don't want there to be any orphans out there, any children without families. So we, um, for a number of years, were on radio. I interviewed similarly adoptive and foster parents. But back then, our our goal was to rally the church and get people to do this thing, right? Get people to become adoptive and foster parents. Uh, and then um, I think it was 2018, 2019, the radio station sold its airspace to a music station. So everybody had to find new places for their radio shows. But we had already started repackaging our podcast, uh, the episodes as a podcast. Uh, and so we just felt like we're just going to do that because it works and it's much more flexible than happened to be on the radio every week. So um, through becoming the podcast solely, we started understanding who our listeners are and we learned that our listeners are you all. Um, our listeners are mostly moms, parents like me, who are already on this journey. We've adopted, we're fostering, we're doing kinship, and it's a hard, lonely journey many times. And people are tuning in because they want to hear from fellow sojourners, right? Fellow parents on the same journey, experiencing the same challenges and struggles and needing encouragement, right? Needing inspiration and support. So then I began to pivot and make sure that every time we had an episode, 
it was to offer you that, that encouragement and that inspiration to keep you going on your journey. Um, What I felt like, I wish I had this way back then when we first started, because it was such a lonely road, right? Not everybody understands what it's like to parent a child or children who have trauma histories, who've been prenatally exposed, who have special needs. Um, Other parents don't get it unless they're on this journey. Um, So that's how the podcast came to be. And then a couple of years ago, we changed the name from Orphans No More to the Adoption and Foster Care Journey, because when you're searching for a podcast and you're an adoptive and foster parent and you want a podcast about adoption and foster care, you're not going to search orphan podcasts, right? So we changed the name and um, now we're finding that our people are finding us. And uh, so if you have found us, if you're listening, you have Thank you for finding us and welcome. I'm thrilled that you are here. Um, So much has happened, like I said, since that time. Um, Now, you know, we we never knew that. We never realized we would have eight kids. Um, I was homeschooling and raising these children, parenting these kiddos, um, and all of these amazing things were happening. And, um, you know, it sounds like I'm doing, like, I'm not never want to sound like I'm tooting my own horn because I've only been able to do what I do because number one, the Lord has called me to it. And number two, he equips me for it because that's the only way I can do anything right Um, in him and through him. And um, so my goal is to every day abide in him because apart from Christ, I can do nothing. And um, that is, that is my, my vision and my focus. But basically I wanted to say adoption transformed my life. Um, I am adopted into God's family, right? My life has been transformed. I am no longer an orphan. Um, And of course, it's transformed our family. Being an adoptive mom has transformed my life. um, And and I'm just grateful for that. That's also this month being Thanksgiving, uh, focusing on what we're thankful for, right? Um, And and I, I keep thinking of the term Friendsgiving because I'm talking a little bit about friendship here shortly, but also knowing that Thanksgiving is coming up and how important it is for us to um, be mindful of being thankful, having gratitude, um, because that is definitely something that has helped me navigate the difficult days. Um, and I'm and I'm grateful. I am grateful. I, I keep a gratefulness journal. I've talked about that before on this podcast every morning as part of my um, my morning routine, my quiet time. I write down all of the things that I am thankful for that from the day before, the night before, that morning, even if it's just that hot cup of coffee or I got a hot shower or whatever it is, um, it is it helps me have that grateful attitude that often helps me to not um, despair because some days are really are really difficult and the journey can be so lonely. Can you relate to that? Um, you know, the loneliness sometimes, um, the isolation of the adoption journey, the foster parent journey, you know, for me, it was all of a sudden we had eight kids and they weren't easy kids, right? So we weren't so much getting invited places um, like maybe we had previously, um, you know, we were a big, um, you know, force to deal with. Uh, and then the trauma, right? Our kiddos had um, trauma, some more than others, but that was definitely something that was a challenge. Um, and we homeschooled. I had 
homeschooled before we adopted. We were still homeschooling. That was back in the days when if you homeschooled, you were weird, right? Because your kids weren't socialized. And nowadays it's much more socially acceptable to homeschool, but back then it wasn't. So that was kind of, that was a little bit isolating unless you were, you know, hanging out with fellow fellow homeschooling parents and going to co-op and whatnot. But oftentimes our kids didn't all fit in there either because homeschoolers can tend to a lot of them be high achieving um, students. And um, my kids, some of them struggled academically um, and were really challenged. So they didn't fit in either academically with their peers or they didn't even fit in with their peer group um, age-wise at homeschool co-ops because of their dismaturity from their disability. Um, So that was awkward. So that was even isolating. Um, And then, you know, friends didn't get it. Um, Extended family didn't get it. We're at a season in our lives where some of my adult children, my adult biological children, don't get it. Um, And it's put a strain on some of those relationships. So, you know, some of us even face challenges in our marriages because of the strain that parenting kids from hard places puts on a marriage. So, you know, again, it can be isolating. Maybe you're facing a holiday season. You're not even sure how to navigate the holidays because it isn't really good for your kiddos to, um, you know, it's awkward and difficult for them to be around extended family or have family over or be out of the routine. So sometimes that can be so, so hard, um, you know, but we're not alone. And I, I don't want anybody to enter this, you know, we're upon the holidays here. We're stepping into that space. Probably many of you listening to this have your Christmas tree up already, right? Um, we're not alone. And that's what I really want to talk about because especially this time of year, it can be a little harder and it can feel a little bit more isolating. I opened with Ephesians 1, 3 through 5, um, because it's a verse near and dear to my heart, but it reminds me that God loves us. God chose us, right? He adopted us into his family. So we have belonging. We have Christ in us. We are children of God. He never leaves us or forsakes us. So we are never alone on this journey. He called us to adoption. He called us to foster care. He knew in advance the trials and the difficulties that we were going to face. Um, and yet he he is able to equip us for this journey encourage us along the way and edify us as we need it um, on the journey. He's not going to leave us alone. And, you know, many of us have learned the importance of connected parenting. And that's something else I wanted to, wanted to talk a little bit about. We were created to connect, right? Connect with God first and foremost and connect with others. We learn a lot about connection, right? Dr. Karen Purvis taught us the importance of that. Um, We were not made to navigate this journey by ourselves. We need God and we need friends. Um, We need each other on this journey. 
So um, to just break that down a little bit, right? First and foremost, we need the Lord. Um, Jesus knows what it's like to be misunderstood, to be lonely, to be um, abandoned by friends, to be mistreated, abused. Um, He understands everything that we feel and everything that we go through. And he is here to help us, to guide us, to lead us, to give us that wisdom and the discernment, and just help us to navigate through our days, parenting our kids, um, dealing with the hard stuff, and and dealing with those feelings of maybe being lonely, maybe being isolated. Um, he knows how it feels. Um I know I'm struggling a little bit. One of my dear friends who I work very closely with in JFO, she's like my right hand. Um, Not only is she an important part of our ministry, um, but she's a dear friend of mine and one of my closest friends. And she just shared with me uh, that her husband got a job promotion, a job offer uh, in another state. So really in the month of December, and that is my dog who is barking. Hopefully she will stop. Um, if not, I will pause and try to take care of her. Um, she's going to be leaving in by the end of December before Christmas. She and her husband are going to be relocating to Florida. And I'm trying to not... Um, trying trying to be positive, you know, but every once in a while, I'm feeling a wave of loneliness. Um, We're still going to work together because a lot of what she does for our ministry is all online. Like if you see um, our anything, anything designed online, our social media, our website, the graphics for our trainings, um, even this podcast gets posted to all of the places and promoted because of because of my friend Kathy and her team that work for her. So a lot of what she does for the organization, she'll still be able to do um, from another state, but we won't be going on lunch dates. We won't be meeting to do things. We won't be doing um, things, conferences and things together. Um, and, and we enjoyed working together. I am going to pause here. So if I look a little flustered, it's because I'm having to deal with this barky dog. Um, I had to let her out. I don't know what's going on. She doesn't normally do this during a podcast, but here we go. Friendship. Um, It's a good thing she acts as a therapy dog for um, our family because I do seek a lot of comfort and joy and pleasure from our puppy, but not when she's barking during our podcast time. So anyway, um, yeah already missing my friend. Um, and it hasn't, I don't think fully set in yet, but you know, I don't think I've ever had a friend move away. That's a whole new experience. And while she's not an adoptive parent, she does, um, listen to me when I share about things. She's created some of our slide decks for our FASD trainings and a lot of our FASD resources that we offer. So she gets it. Um, and she's such an encouragement to me. She's always encouraging me and edifying me and, and loves our, our boys and, um, 
it's going to be a loss. And I may find myself in, um, you know, experiencing some grief because that's going to be really hard um, because good friends are so important for this journey. Uh, But I wanted to start really with our relationship with the Lord, because we know Jesus is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Um, He will never leave us or forsake us. So how can we press in and experience that friendship um, that encourages us and nurtures us and edifies us and um, helps us to not feel so lonely on this journey? So first and foremost, be in the word, read the word. Um, We all have, you know, we can dust off our, our heavy paper Bibles. I have my favorite Bible that I've been um, recently because of the challenges that I've been going through. Um, I've been in the Psalms and I've been praying the Psalms and I, you know, I use when I travel or when I'm go to church, I usually use my Bible app on my phone because it's just easier than carrying a a big Bible around. Um, But when I have my quiet time at home, I want my Bible that I've had for so many, many years and um, things are underlined in it and highlighted in it. And um, so I've been just spending time in, um, in the Psalms. And, you know, so whether you're using your actual paper Bible, um, your Bible app, Um, a devotional book, um, make sure that you are spending some time um, with the Lord, in the word, but also just sitting. Sometimes in the morning, I just sit and I'll read the scripture, but then I'll just sit and listen and know that he knows my heart and I want to hear from the Lord and I want to experience that nearness. But we have to be intentional because we're not always going to experience that in our crazy, busy, loud um, lives, especially throughout the holiday season when things are extra busy and crazy, right? Keep a journal. I still do my thankfulness journal. Um, I have journals that I have. I was a big journaler before we adopted all of our kids. And so much of my book, I was able to have so many of the details from our trips to Ukraine, because I journaled every single day, everything that happened while we were there, never knowing I was going to use it for a book, um, but a journal to pour our heart out and write those scriptures down. And um, that's important too. Um, listen to worship music. I find that um, really focusing. There's been a few worship songs lately that have been really on my heart that really encourage me and um, I press into and I find myself worshiping um, and not just listening, but worshiping. Um, so find those songs, listen to some podcasts. I have found, um, I love to listen to the Proverbs 31 ministry podcast. Um, Lisa Turkhurst also does um, therapy and theology, which is so good. They've even just recently done some episodes on friendship, which I felt perfect timing for me because there's a lot of that going on. Um, you know, maybe, maybe your church, maybe your pastor, maybe that's posted online somewhere and you can actually kind of go through whatever was preached the Sunday before. However, whatever you like to listen to, whatever podcast, whatever, um, you know, Christian leader, pastor, person that you like to listen to, um, 
that's helpful. A lot of times that's what I'm doing when I'm taking a shower, putting on my makeup, getting ready. That's the kind of thing I listen to as part of my morning routine to help just kind of feed me a little bit more, right? Going for a walk um, and praying and just focusing on praising the Lord for the beauty of his creation around us can help us to feel his presence. Um, Just pay attention, tune in. He knows how we feel. He knows what we need and he will never leave us. He is always with us. Um, and, And that has been a key crucial part I know of my journey um, throughout my life, but throughout my parenting, throughout our adoptions, right? Cannot and would not want to, and don't know how people do it without him, right? So press in to the Lord. Um, Also friends, right? Speaking of friends, um, we need to connect with people on this journey, like we are, who get it, who get us, who get our kids, right? And find a person if you don't have one, another adoptive or foster parent, an in-person person that you can have coffee with, that you can run things by and talk about, we're having this struggle. Do you think this is FASD related? Is it because they're a teenager? You know, nobody else really gets it and you don't really want advice from a parent who isn't parenting kids like our kids, right? Because it's just not going to be good or relevant to our kids. Um, But be intentional about seeking out that in-person friend. Um, It's it's, um, maybe they're few and far between, but we can be intentional because we need that connection, right? We need that in-person face-to-face connection even if it's once a month for a cup of coffee or um, whatever it is, uh, it's important to have that. Um, Also, you can connect online. Be careful. There are some um, online Facebook groups. I've, you know, I belong to some, um, some are FASD related. Um, Just be careful because not all of them are going to be encouraging. Not all of them are going to, offer advice, especially if if you tune into this podcast because you you are a person of faith and you like this part of this, right? You 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 want it to be um faith-based, Christ-centered, right? Biblical. There's not a lot of groups out there, especially online, that are faith-based, especially in the adoption and foster care um journey arena. So be careful because I've, you know, don't always interject, but I'll read things in some of those other groups. And sometimes it's like, I can't listen to this. <laughs> this is like, this is terrible. So just be careful. Um, choose carefully, but it's important to connect. Um, Natalie Vecchione and I started the um, our support group, the Hope for the FASD Journey support group. And as far as I know, we are the only faith-based FASD online support group in the world. I mean, if you know of another one, let me know, right? But as far as faith-based goes, I think we're the only ones. And we encourage one another. We meet three times a month online through Zoom and pray at the end for each other. 
um, our Facebook group. We have a, fi- a private Facebook group for our members and we're putting prayer requests in there. Um, we leave um, on Saturday mornings, we call them Soul Care Saturdays, where um, myself and either Natalie or now Debbie Raymond, an, an adoptive mom in our group um, who's fabulous, we take turns doing a video devotional every Sunday morning. Um, so always it's one of us doing that devotional. So it's just, we find an invaluable resource for those of us who are on this journey. Um, so if you're interested in that group, um, I hope you'll check it out. Um, if you're um, needing a scholarship to be part of the group, we have those. We don't ever exclude anybody um, because they can't um, afford the subscription, which is very minimal. It's $15 a month and you get three support group meetings a month and all of that, you know, real-time access to everybody in the Facebook group. So, um, but again, we never turn anybody away for that because we know how important it is to have support for this journey. Um, we're here if you need us also, we're always, you can email and reach out to us, um, you know, because it's, it's, it's so vital, um, because we're all at different places in our journey, right. And in different seasons, like in addition to, um, my friend moving away, um, my husband will be retiring at the end of this year, which is, is a good thing, right. We're positive. We're excited about that. He's going to be home more. Um, but that is going to also create change in our family and our routine, our daily routine, because he'll be home. Um, and which I love, but again, it changes the routine, right? Um, for all of us. So that's going to be something else that we're going to be adjusting to. And of course, the holiday season, all of us have, you know, sometimes our kids have a really hard time in the holidays. Um, the holidays can help make us help make us to feel isolated, um, or, you know, just certain things that it may trigger in us and in our kids. Um, you know, and it can be really difficult. And like I've been sharing, I'm kind of in a difficult season myself with various things going on. Our JFO is going through some growing pains, which is good, but yet a pain, right? It's like, it's good to grow, but it's also a pain where there's an adjustment there, you know, adjustment with, with my friend moving and my husband retiring and, and, um, you know, my, my, my boys are 18 and 20 and, and we're doing some, you know, there's some challenges there, of course. So, but all these things seem to be happening at the same time, you know, and, and, and recently I'm like, Lord, what is going on? I feel like everything is falling apart. And as soon as I said that it's falling apart, that casting crowns song where they say, um, your world's not falling apart. It's falling into place. That line came right to my mind when I said, Lord, it feels like things are falling apart. And I was so encouraged because, you know, the Lord just put that in my thoughts, right? It's not falling apart. It's falling into place because the Lord knows about all these challenges that I'm having, but to him, they're not challenges. And he's 
working in my husband's life, bringing him to a place of being able to retire. He's working in my friend's life because he's leading them to another state. Um, you know, he's, he's working in our nonprofit, like all of these things are covered in prayer and all of these people that I'm talking about walk with the Lord and we all seek his will every day, but yet things are like happening that we didn't anticipate to happen except for the retirement thing. We knew that was coming, but, um, you know, I listened to that song when that, that line from the song dropped into my mind. I said, I'm going to, I want, I need to listen to that song. So I listened to it and you'll be grateful that I'm not going to sing it or anything. Cause I have the gift of gab and I can podcast and I can talk your ear off, but I cannot sing at all. So I'll spare you that, but I will read um, a couple of the lines where it says, you're not alone. Stop holding on and just be held. Your world's not falling apart. It's falling into place. I'm on the throne, stop holding on and just be held, right? That's the name of the song, Just Be Held by Casting Crowns. I would encourage you, even if you've listened to it a million times before, you know, take some time at some point today to listen to that song and just um, soak up and meditate on the words of the song because you're not alone. We are not alone on this journey. And the adoption, foster parent, kinship caregiver journey is difficult. It is messy. It involves more than just us. It involves our children. It involves their birth families sometimes. Um, it affects our extended family, all of the things that we just talked about today. Um, but we're not alone. And God called us to this place. He knows what we're going through and he would never leave us in the midst of our journey. Um, so I hope you'll listen to that song. He is our greatest, dearest friend, and he wants to hold us through every season, the difficult season, the joyful season, right? The mountains, the valleys, all of it, because we are not alone. And I just want you to know I'm here for you as well. And if you feel like you need to have somebody to talk to, feel free to reach out. You can email me through our website, justicefororphansny.org. If you have questions, if you just need to share some things, um, just to feel like you're not alone on the journey, reach out. Reach out to me, reach out to someone close to you, uh, but be searching for that friend, that in-person friend. Um, to walk with you on this journey and press into the Lord because we need connection with both. We need the Lord and we need our friends on this journey. So thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm thrilled as always to have you along for this parenting journey. I pray that you have a wonderful Thanksgiving and that you will um be able to have some fellowship and some encouragement along the way there. Um, thank you for listening. I hope you have an amazing holiday. And next week, our next episode, we will have back an amazing, um, well, we will have back because we've never had her on, but we have an amazing adoptive mom guest. And she's also part of an incredible ministry as well. 
Um, So tune in next week to find out who that is, because we will be closing out National Adoption Month with another adoptive mom guest. Um, Again, check out our resources for adoptive and foster parents, especially those of us who are parenting children who have an FASD, fetal alcohol spectrum disorder, whether your kiddos have a diagnosis or not, if you just suspect that your birth mom drank um, during pregnancy, we've got some great important resources for you. Um, Make sure you're checking out our website for all of those things that are available to you. Check out uh, the show notes so that you can get those links. Um, Follow us on social media. Justice for Orphans is on uh, both Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. I am in all of those places as well. So please find, follow, friend, all of those things. Um, Again, subscribe to the podcast. Thank you again so much for being with me today. Um, I'm grateful to have you along for the journey. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Adoption and Foster Care Journey podcast brought to you by Justice for Orphans. We hope you were encouraged today. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review and share it with your fellow foster and adoptive parent friends so they can be encouraged too. Be sure to find and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Justice for Orphans. And check out our website for vital resources at justicefororphansny.org.